0: Hello, hello, welcome back to Crazy Effing Mommy. I'm your host, Elisa Lucci. We are here in New York City on the Upper East Side. Ugh, I just started recording this podcast. My daughter came in looking for a pen. Wouldn't leave, wouldn't leave. I had to re-record, okay, re-record. Luckily, I was only a couple seconds in. Anywho, we haven't spoke before Christmas, Hanukkah, so hope you had a nice Christmas, hope you had a nice Hanukkah, What well, the time of this recording, I'm not, it's not quite New Year's, uh, you know why, why I didn't talk to you before Christmas? Because I was crazy, because I have a million things to do, like you, I don't, you know what, like, we have Elf on the Shelf, there's Snoop on the Stoop, why isn't there an and Elf for the mother to remind her to, like, hurry her shit up all throughout the month of December, I have this mom fantasy, and and every year I have the same fantasy. It's like, by November, I'm going to have all my Christmas presents wrapped and labeled, bowed, stored nicely, organized in a box. Never happens. Never happens. You know what happens? Christmas Eve comes around, and it's like, I'm the mad rapper. I can't take it, okay? I can't. I literally, I can't take it. And then, of course, the 26th, I'm just dead to the world. Actually, that's not t- entirely true. I refuse on on Christmas Day, on the twenty fifth, I refuse to go to sleep that night until my house is clean. I'm not, I'm not saying like there can't be presents, like unwrapped presents or or wrapped presents under the tree. You know, my kids have right now. I'm looking; they have a lot of dolls, like you know, Rainbow High dolls. That's all the rage for them. They have all their, you know, they have all these dolls underneath the tree. I'm not saying they can't be presents under the tree. I'm saying. I, I just can't have shit around. I won't even go to church. I won't leave my house on Christmas Day, even in the morning, if there's wrappers all over the place. But when it comes time for nighttime, Christmas Day, and we're home and the kids are sleeping, I will stay up making sure that this house is cleaned. Because my worst nightmare, waking up on the 26th and having a messy house is something I just can't... I know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mom with young kids. I I have friends that keep presents out till Valentine's Day. Wrappings, Rap, tape balls. I mean, what are you doing? My, my best friend Stephanie, I love her, I love her. But sometimes this, she tells me she doesn't take a tree down till March. What the hell are you doing? Throw it out! <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Okay, fact of the day. Wally Amos... He's the founder of Famous Amos. Remember Famous Amos, the cookies? I don't know if you had Famous Amos in school. When I was at school, we had two types of cookies. Linden cookies, which were like a chocolate chip. Or a butter cookie. Two packs. Choice of two packs. Sometimes they would have Famous Amos cookies. Famous Amos were like a dollar twenty-five, I remember. And like the Linden cookies were like 50 cents or something. So I all the kids, they got the Linden cookies. But but it, it's based on a real man. So Wally Amos is the founder He got his cookie recipe from his Aunt Della when he was 12 years old. He was baking with her. This is not why I am uh, sharing this with you. The reason why I'm sharing this with you is because Wally Amos, baller, went to college in New York City. And when he graduated college, he started working at a talent agency. And we thought he was just famous for his cookies. Do you know who he discovered? Diana Ross, The Supremes, Simon and Garfunkel, Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye, and in a very Italian way, after he signed those artists, he would send them a little tiny homemade famous Amos cookie package welcoming them to the agency and that was the invitation to set up a meeting with him is that not the best thing you've heard all day you're welcome and by the by by the by if you're wondering how famous Amos even got started it was thanks to Marvin Gaye gave him a $25,000 loan in 1975 and he was able to set up a store and sell his cookies so what a small world. If it wasn't for Marvin Gaye and his twenty-five grand, we would never know Famous Amos. We would never know Marvin Gaye. Maybe we would never know the Supremes. It's just amazing. I love stories like that. Mm. You know, it also just goes to show, some people just have so much talent. Some people, just the, the, everything they do touches gold. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy, he makes cookies. All right. We all make cookies. They all taste good. Him? No. He makes a cookie empire. Some people they, they discover they 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 know they know a talented person. This guy? No, he finds talented people, discovers them, makes them superstars. I mean, touches gold. Love him. Wally Amos. I don't even know if he's still alive, but if you are, I hope you're listening to this. Love from New York City. Okay. I have found a jam jelly brand bio naturae i'm definitely saying this wrong it's made in italy it's spelled b-i-o-n-a-t-u-r-a-e you can find it at a lot of health food stores i bought the strawberry jam by this brand and the reason why i bought this brand of jam is because i'm looking for things with not a lot of sugar this jam has no sugar in it, and it's not. Let me be clear. It's not sugar free. It just has no sugar. When you flip over the bottle, the the whatever you call it, it's the, the ingredients. It's whatever. This was strawberry. It was strawberry. It was I don't know. So some other berries. I don't know. You know. I don't know, pectin. No sugar. If you look at Bon May Man, which I like, Bon May Man, you know, that's the one that looks adorable, like it, like Ina Gardens Cabinets just lined in, with Bon May Man jelly. Actually, definitely not, because she definitely goes, like, way fancier. That's just the look they go for, you know? Uh, first ingredient on their jams, cane sugar. Another brand of jams that I love is Hero. Hero is delicious. Hero makes the most sumptuous blueberry jelly. You know, and, and then the, and and I'm not gonna get into semantics, but you know, there's like a thing, like some jellies and then preserves. Like jelly is just like literally like a gel, like the jelly. And then preserves are like with like lumps of actual blueberry. But 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 Hero makes I don't know which one it is makes a beautiful blueberry. It's so good. It's so good. It blows Bon May Man's blueberry out the freaking window. Out the window. But the first or second ingredient on the hero blueberry jam is Aunt sugar okay so bio Naturae, i apologize to the founders <laughs> it's remember when michael bloomberg former mayor of new york city who i loved by the way because he really cared about manhattan remember when he used to talk spanish it was like so ridiculous i mean but you you loved him because he tried right but anyway you got to try this jam. If you see... It's a lot of times it's in the health food section. Or you can find it at health food stores. I don't know if Whole Foods sells it. I actually got it at Morton Williams. But, uh... Which is just, you know, the regular regular supermarket here. But they, they only had strawberry, So, that's that. Anyway, how was your Christmas? What did you do? Did you have a crazy Christmas? This was kind of like one of the first normal, air quotes, Christmases. I, uh... For Christmas Eve, I went to a restaurant, uh, Caravaggio, on the Upper East Side. I go to this restaurant. Uh, I, I I've been for lots of Christmas Eves. I don't. I haven't gone. I can't say I've gone every year for the last nine years because there was the pandemic, whatever. My, my, for whatever reason, my well, growing up, my 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 grandmother on my father's side, my Nini, that's what we called her. I had a Nini a Nanny a Nona and a Nana. Hello, Italian American family. That was what my grandmothers were called. Cool. My Nini, on uh, my father's side, her real name was Gloria. My Nini used to do Christmas Eve at her apartment in Greenwich Village every year. She did, you know, the fish, the bacala. Would soak it in milk in the bathtub. Real New York City style. You know what I'm saying? But when my parents got divorced, I was 17. All that stopped. And Christmas Eve became, like, not a big thing. My... We always had a big Christmas day as it is. But Christmas Eve... We would do Manhattan, my, my, my Manhattan family, and then Christmas Day, my mother would host wherever she was living. And um, so, I, for whatever reason, that stuck, right? So, when my kids were born, and if I wasn't in Wales, because we did every other holiday, Paulie the Tooth and I, you know, my ex, we would take them to out to a beautiful dinner. Everybody could come. Like, everybody was welcome. If my mom wanted to come, my sister, anybody could come with us. But everybody would go with their own, you know, their boyfriends, families, their husbands, whatever. Caravaggio. Okay? And then Christmas Day this year, I went to my mom's house. Let me tell you something. I got a bone to pick with you. Caravaggio. Okay? First of all, this is a very delicious restaurant. It's an expensive restaurant restaurant. It's one of these restaurants that, this is not a weeknight restaurant. This is a special occasion restaurant, okay? And it was me and my two girls, and I invited one of my girlfriends, a comedian, Sheba Mason. That's Jackie Mason's daughter. Sheba's Jewish. Her mother's in Florida, married to a rabbi, never has anything to do on, like, the, the of course, the Catholic holidays. So, I invited her along. The reason why I wasn't with Chris and his family is because, one, my kids were here. Sometimes it's weird, you know, with gifts, the gifts exchange, you know, like on gift-giving holidays. If you're, and, hello, I'm not engaged. So, I'm not going there. That's why. Okay? So, go to Caravaggio with Shiva. I'm checking in. I made a reservation. Restaurant, can't find my reservation. It's 5.30. We went to Mass at 4. We went to a family Mass at 4 o'clock. And then the reservation was at... 530, I check in, you know, we check the coats, we're dressed gorgeous, the guy at the host couldn't have been Bruder, couldn't have been, I, I, if it wasn't Christmas Eve, <clears throat> and I thought I could get a table elsewhere, I would have got the hell out of there, I asked him, I said, oh, you know, table, table for four for Delucci, he's looking, he's looking at his books, Literally, he just looks up at me with, like, some face, and he's like, I don't have a reservation for DeLucci. So I gave him, like, all my other names, right? (laughs) Like, like, all the other names I use for for checking in restaurants, including my British uh, ex-married name. No. He has... Then I go try to pull up my reservation on OpenTable. The OpenTable app, of course, isn't working. Thank you, OpenTable, on Christmas Eve. Thank you. And he's literally looking at me. He's like, "What would you like me to do? What would you, I would like you to get me an effing table?" That. So then, how about this? I take a walk into the restaurant. I do a loop. Not a soul. Not a soul. You should, I'm so angry right now. I'm like literally gripping. The arm of my director's chair. As I'm telling you the story, not a soul sitting down eating dinner yet. We were the first dining guests there, the first dining guests there. Okay. This I couldn't even. I said you don't have not one table. So finally says, well, I guess I could put you in the alcove. <laughs> in the alcove. You want me to go spend four hundred dollars and eat dinner in a coat closet? What are you fucking kidding me? What are you kidding? Me? So that's what he does. That's what he does. Cause I, and I'm desperate. I got the two kids this starving. You know how it is. After church, did <laughs> did yep. He puts us in a wing of a restaurant, like like a part of the restaurant, like it's a little wing, and it has tables. It has like garland on the wall, but it wasn't the festive main dining room. It wasn't where the main tree is. It wasn't where the beautiful art on the wall is. And and as we were sitting down, you know, when Shiva came, she was like, "Where the hell are we?" I said, "I know. We're in the coat closet. That's where we're eating dinner, right? The coat closet." And then, in the main dining room, you know, people started to come. Maybe by the time we were finished, now you know how it is. Also, eating with kids, what dinner is going to take an hour. An hour and a half max. I mean, you, what do you think? We're going to sit down for a five-hour dinner. I got two kids. Santa's coming in a couple of hours. Get the hell out of here. We're eating. We're slurping. We're noshing on bread. And then mommy's out. That That's how it goes. And you should know that guy. But by the time we left, maybe in the main dining room, maybe they could fit like 50 tables in there. They probably had like seven tables. There was plenty of room at the inn for us the guy who owns Caravaggio. I think his name is Giuseppe Bruno, and I wanna tell you something. This, your food at this restaurant is so delicious. The food is, oh my God, from heaven. I had a seafood salad. I had a whole wheat fettuccine with black truffles and crab meat, which maybe doesn't sound good. It was outrageous. You know, on the table, they put the warm breadsticks. I love that I love I love a long thin breadstick. you know and the kind that are like salty and, and like they crumble in your mouth like not not like the cheap kind you know and and they made my kids Shirley Temples with almost like not only a cherry a, like a like a grenadine like uh like also like a lemonade and a Sprite everything is so good and I had an espresso martini which by the way doesn't doesn't uh rival the espresso martini at Felice which is Another restaurant downtown. Or, well, they have a bunch, but another restaurant that I like. Everything at this place was delicious. Except the service. I was treated like a peasant. This way that I was treated has not been the first time. Another time I was treated... Another time I went to this restaurant, uh, I was with Chris and the girls. And this was a couple years ago. And uh, Chris doesn't drink. And I have, you know, the occasional cocktail, but that night for whatever, I wasn't having a drink, and when we sat down, the lady said, you know, what kind of water, we had sparkling water, and then, uh, you know, showed, do you want a cocktail, no, we don't drink, and she made a face, walked away, and then the kids, shared a plate of macaroni, because they're babies, which I asked them to split, they had a problem with that, and then we ordered whatever we ordered. And I actually think that time we didn't have dessert there because uh, probably one of the kids were fussy or whatever, but not the best service. You know what? A bunch of plutocrats go to that restaurant. You know what a plutocrat? Somebody's uh, power comes from the fact that they have money, okay? That's like the clientele that goes there. It's not the nicest, okay? It's not like the convivial Italian restaurants I love. But, but I will say this as having a boyfriend that owns a business. And Chris has owned an he owned he used to own an Italian restaurant in Manhattan for 10 I think it was for 10 years. Having a boyfriend that owns a business, he takes such pride in his business. If somebody is treated improperly at the club and he he gets wind of it, he pulls out all stops. Sends them things, gift cards, come back. I mean, he every person that goes into that club are they're treated like family I am not saying that it should be when you hear your family Olive Garden style at Caravaggio but the least you could do is when you see a single mother dressed by the way to the nines in a fox fur hat and a sable coat just saying on Christmas Eve with her two gorgeous daughters that are dressed in faux Chanel-esque kind of dresses the least you could do is treat us decently okay Make us feel welcomed. But you didn't. But you didn't. And I just, the and the last thing, let me just say, the last thing I want to just add to the story, and by the way, of course I didn't plan on talking about this. The last thing I want to say was when the waitress helped us, I said to her, I said, you know, I said, she said, oh, is everything okay? I said, yeah, it's fine. I said, it's fine now that we're sitting. I said, it's not fine that I'm sitting in a coat closet. I said, but the thing is, I said, you know, I said, I, I'm, you know, my, my, my friends are, you know, we're just, just thrown out there. Like, we're, we're public people. We're, we're, we're stand-up comedians, you know? I don't know. I just think that maybe if you have people that are, I don't know, in the public eye, maybe you should, I don't know, treat them a little nicer. Just, just a thought. What does she say? What? She was like, mm, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, she, she wasn't going to say anything. It was your host that was a rude asshole, and he's tall, and he's gangly, and he wears a suit that looks like it comes from men wear house, men's wear house, and shame on you, okay? Shame on you. I'm, I, I honestly, I, I was so mad. The Vogue editor, the Vogue design editor, Hamish Bowles. Okay, people, he's very fabulous, hamish, balls. He's selling his apartment on East 9th Street, if you want to take a look at it. It was photographed lots of times in Vogue through the years. To give you an idea of the prices on this, 1,400 square foot. It's a one-bedroom apartment. I think it has two bathrooms, and I think you could probably eke out a second bedroom in there. Uh, but he has it designed, you know, so it's 1,400 square feet. So of course you can eke out, like, 10 more bedrooms in there. Who are we kidding? It's on the market. Two point nine million dollars. That's right. Just if you were wondering about the real estate prices and is it getting cheaper? That that is a fame department, though. That's a fame department because he has it decorated so stunning. I mean, you have to like the style. If your style is mid century modern or maybe very, uh, you know, simple, like Kim K, like her house. She's not simple, but you know, the Kanye effect. You know, like the sands and clays and pewters and creams and white. Like if that just starts, you're not gonna like Hamish. I love it. Ugh. If all the world was a stage and it existed in an apartment, it would be in Hamish Bowls. Apartment What all I'm saying to you. TV talk, oh my God. My daughters and I, we binged Wednesday. With Catherine Zeta-Jones playing the mother. Jenna Ortega. uh, Tim Burton's new Netflix show. And the show is about uh, when Wednesday Adams gets older. When she gets older. And she goes off to a boarding school. And and all of the antics that go on. It's amazing. A little too scary, to be honest, for my kids. That are now seven and eight. My youngest turned seven. A couple days ago. And uh, that's fun having them. christmas time birthday it is it actually is it's just mind-blowing also planning birthday parties and birthday gifts but anyway moving on it's so good it's actually the number one rated show right now on netflix it's great whether you are kidless or with child you need to watch the show and i always liked charles adams um you know who started the adams family and if you don't know about him he look him up online he has such An interesting background. Charles Adams, who went by Chaz Adams, C-H-A-S. He uh, was a cartoonist for the New Yorker. The New Yorker Magazine, my favorite cartoons in all the world. And he started as a cartoonist and he drew one cartoon. I actually think this is before he got hired at the New Yorker. He drew a cartoon and it was a family standing on the beach in the Hamptons. And they they were looking like... They, they—it was the Adams family, you know. Everybody was there, you know, Lurch and Morticia and Gomez and Wednesday. Every and the but the boy, everybody was all there, looking crazy, uh, you know, and gothic on the beach. And then everybody in the in the um in the water or whatever, you know, they were looking at these this this gothic looking family. That was the cartoon. He submitted it, and that was the end of that. He that he that made that cartoon made him made him a hit and the idea behind the cartoon that particular cartoon that he drew i think in the 20s was everyone's family is crazy everyone thinks their family is crazy or crazy looking but you know and what we really are all the same right and everybody came to like and and the, love it and the characters morticia and wednesday they weren't even named yet at this time in the 20s when he made this cartoon they the, the, the this illustration they became named like 30 years later anyway chaz adams wound up uh becoming a cartoonist for the new york times i uh, sorry the new yorker magazine you can buy books with his cartoons it's all adams family cartoons um he's an interesting guy he had uh, he had a macabre sort of sense of humor he was obsessed with with uh, death, I have books about him, and I have uh, like some postcard stack. I just, I just always found him fascinating. His first wife, all of his, well, he was married three times. His first wife was the inspiration for Morticia. She looked like Morticia, and he goes on to say all three of his wives actually had Morticia like qualities. His last wife, he married in a pet cemetery. Like, he was just, like... He had, like, coffins in his house. He was just, like, fascinated. Not, like, obsessed with death, like, in a creep way. Just fascinated with death. I guess it's creepy. And, uh... I don't know. I... I really found... Find him so interesting. Um... Yeah. I just... I don't know. And apparent And, by the way, if you look him up, Charles Adams. Very gorgeous guy. And, apparently social debonair you know very apparently well dressed uh ha- was gentle ha- a ge- had a gentle demeanor no 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 resemblance to some death obsessed you know it's just came out of his mind just came out of his mind goes to show you can't judge a book by its cover as we know usual as, as usual but uh, uh, anyway it's so interesting you got it you got it you got it yeah, so no engagement ring at Christmas time. Blah, blah, blah. What else is new? You know what? I don't like men that don't keep their words. Just saying. Just saying. Really big turn off to me. Just saying to yeah, buddy boy, okay? I'm sure he will propose and maybe I won't say yes then because I'll be fed up. Oh, by the way, Charles Adams. Do you know what his pick? <laughs> he had a famous pickup line. He would say, he has a scent of formaldehyde. I think that was the, the little uh, Easter egg into his Zark personality. So are we doing New Year's resolutions? What are we doing, ladies? I, I don't know. My news, New Year's resolution is to really just continue to try to lose the weight. I lost seven pounds, and of course I gained like four back because I thought that the butterball cookies were going out of style in the last week. Um... So, trying to lose uh, weight, yeah, that's going to just be continued. I think that's a life New Year's resolution. I just want to stay, my New Year's resolution, I want to stay present. I want to stay positive. I want to be um, in the moment. I don't know what's going to happen with my stand up. Uh, If anything, I have hopes and dreams. I don't know what's going to happen with my podcast. Of course, we're continuing. <gasps> Hold on. Gotta sneeze. Oh. <sighs> Excuse me. Oh, it's this damn dust from all these presents. Anyway, but you know what? Say I have big success in stand-up or maybe with the talk show. That's a dream, right? But uh, I will look back on the days of me talking to you in my living room half dressed because I'm always just in tights and no pants when I'm doing this by the way and I want to make sure I'm just very present for everything I want to make sure I'm very present so I think that's my new year's resolution uh I don't know about yours but I guess we should think about that okay um the product of hold on okay there's I don't even know the name The product of the day, I asked my mother for it for Christmas, and she got it for me. Shocking. Uh, I think it's called Flippy. It's basically an iPad pillow for your bed. I actually have it right next to me, like, and I can't see the brand. Oh, this is so annoying that I can't lean over and, like, grab it and look at the brand. It's, It's on Amazon if you type in leopard iPad pillow. It'll come up. And I think it's called Flippy. Uh, it's just this, like, triangle kind of uh, cushy, squishy, uh, you know, marshmallowy pillow. And it comes in all colors. And you could just plop it up on your bed and put your phone there or your iPad there. I asked for it because I have all kinds of stands and all this bojangles that I put all over, you know, to, to do my broadcasting, my videos. But But sometimes you just want a pillow. I, I, I think it was like 20 or $30 and I think it's totally worth it. I think it's a great gift if you like to be on the couch and read your Kindle or your iPad uh, and you can flip it around to all different, you know, whatever, vertical, horizontal. Anyway, that's my product of the week. Something that I asked for. I thought you would like it. And the quote of the day is by, of course, Charles Adams. Here we go. Normal is an illusion. What is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly okay i'm elise delucci this is crazy effing mommy i am always so grateful for you listening and to me talk and i think that i should cut a clip about this uh caravaggio experience what do you think and i think i should post it on instagram and i think i should tag them Uh, because i'm not trying to do damage to their business because everybody knows how hard it is to have a business in new york it's that i just need him to do the right thing and the right thing would be, I don't know, say, I'm sorry for treating you like a peasant. Okay? That's it. Sorry. And by the way, if you are a business in New York City and you don't allow children, why don't you just say it? We don't want kids at our restaurant. I don't know if that's legal or illegal. But all I know is that if the members-only Soho house downtown, okay, okay, will allow children in the dining room before 9 p.m. I think you, Caravaggio, (laughs) should as well, okay? Anyway, please leave me a review. That is what I will ask you as we wrap up 2022. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or even drop me, uh, or, you know, follow my podcast on YouTube, even though it's pathetic, I have, like, 200 Subscribers, I don't know, you know, it's a numbers game, people. I, as always, I'm trying to go on the road so I could just talk to you live in person and we could sit on the stage and like have a drink and just <sighs> I could wear pants and talk, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Elise DeLucci, love to love you, baby. I'm telling you nothing